Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, and folks, uh, David, we just want to say welcome, brother, because I just did a very extensive intro of you for the new listeners in our audience. But our, our longtime listeners know you as a very, very longtime friend of this radio program and uh, I just want to say thank you for all the many years of you uh taking your time to share with our audience. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. And your latest book Dark Agenda. Man, you hit you got another home run here, David. Uh, it's it's really important we're we're in a a very dangerous time in our national history. Um and as I show in this book um, the war against Christians is, is really at the center of it because uh, all of our key values, well, you know, tolerance, inclusion, equality, mm-hmm. they all are Christian values. And they were, this country was created, of course, by Protestant Christians in particular. 98% of the uh, settlers and and uh, and the people who founded the country or created it mm-hmm. were Protestants, Protestant Christians. I think there were about 1.9% were Catholics and there were a couple of Jews. But the key ideas which formed this, our democracy, that what we cherish, um, came right out of the Protestant Reformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the Reformation, you couldn't get to God or to heaven except by going through the Catholic Church. Right. And, of course, any any church is a human institution, so it's subject to, to all the problems that human beings have. Mm-hmm. And what the, the key idea of the Protestant Reformation was what they called the priesthood of all believers. So instead of having a church with priests that stands between you and your Creator— you, you, every person confronts their creator mm-hmm. directly. Personal relationship. And when you have the priesthood of all believers, there's the core of equality. Mm-hmm. There's nobody elevated over anybody else in the most important things uh, in, in your life, which is you know, your soul. And you get, you've hit on the key to the greatness of the United States of America right there. And, and, you know, an American revolution was prompted by what the uh, British derisively called the black robed regiment, which were the pastors who back then when they preached, brother, they could peel paint off the walls. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I call them paint peeling pastors. And today, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's not like that. Everyone is comfortable. But now you write that the, the French Revolution, unlike the American Revolution, unleashed something ugly. You you want to share that? Yeah, well, they did. They, they you know, the first thing they did was they uh, renamed the uh, uh, Cathedral of, no- of Notre Dame uh, the Temple of Reason. You see, if you, if you eliminate God, then human beings want to be like gods. 
that, that's the problem. They put themselves in the place. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention that reason is uh, pretty problematic. Uh, there's so many irrational people around, mm-hmm. particularly in the government. Um, and the first the, thing the they did is that without what I understood from the beginning was that if you don't have a, a belief in a divinity, uh, then you can't have inalienable rights. Mm-hmm. You know, we have these rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But it, if they're not given by God, then they're given by government. Right. And government can take them away. So this country could only have been founded by believers. Mm-hmm. And it's the contempt for believers uh, in our culture today that's really threatening our whole society. Yeah. If you, you send your child to public school, by law, they can't be taught um, that the pilgrims uh, were religious and mm-hmm. that they were actually fleeing persecution. They, uh, the textbooks for elementary schools, they'll teach that about the first Thanksgiving that the pilgrims gave thanks, but they w- won't thank in the Indians. <laughs> yeah, they won't say who they gave thanks to. Yeah. And, and this means that Americans fundamentally don't know where they came from. They don't know mm-hmm. how they got these rights. Uh, and, of course, America was a, a revolutionary creation. That, that uh, the idea that you have an inalienable right to a liberty mm-hmm. uh, and all men are created equal. Slavery existed for 3,000 years until that moment. Mm-hmm. And the United States led the world in, in, in liberating, in abolishing slavery. At great cost, too. I mean, 600 to 700,000 uh, dead soldiers. It, it, yeah, it was, a, it was a great cost, and people are asking for reparations. That sounds like reparations to me, David. Well, I agree with that. I think that the reparations movement is terribly divisive. Um, there's no, first of all, it's the wrong government. You, you, you want to sue the slave government, actually. That was Democrats. <laughs> and it was the Confederacy. You yeah. Yeah. So when's Nancy Pelosi going to stroke her check for reparations? <laughs> and to whom will she give it? You know, I mean, I mean, a guy like me, what do I do? Do I write a check to myself? I'm half black, half white. Same with Obama. Does Obama write a check to himself? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is. Um, it is. But look, now you also write that this temple of reason, that what they unleashed, that they unleashed a murderous tirade that has a right. thread that leaves the French Revolution and it. it comes on all the way up to the very day we live in. That's exactly right. In, in the French Revolution, they went into the Vendée, which was a Catholic district, and they slaughtered all the Catholics. And, you know, we've had... We've we've had these attacks on Christians. When Obama was president, um, you know, he removed our troops from Iraq, uh, gave up the base. Mm-hmm. That, that allowed ISIS to flourish. And then ISIS proceeded to slaughter hundreds of thousands of Christians, destroyed the oldest Christian community in the world. Mm-hmm. The temple in Mosul had had continuous sermons on Sunday since the time of St. Paul, yeah. it's all gone. And Obama didn't lift a finger 
to defend them. Well, he was busy sending money to Iran, you know, so, you know, he was a little bit busy. Exactly. I mean, it's just terrible. Yeah, it is. Um, But if you want, you know, to to look, our country is very divided politically. Mm -hmm. But you can trace this right, you know, you can trace this right to the Supreme Court decisions. Mm Mm-hmm. the eliminating prayer from the schools. Yeah. Now, uh, now, which now, was, uh, complete fraud. Now, David, can can we take a can you hold on for a few minutes sure. while we take a quick break? Okay. Sure. Great. Get to Roe v. Wade. All right. Great. All right, folks. If you're just joining us, we have my good friend David Horowitz with his latest book, Dark Agenda: The War to Destroy Christian America. We will be right back. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. And, uh, hey, we have a big-time guest uh, still with us, David Horowitz, uh, the ultimate onion toter uh, on the cons- in the conservative movement. And uh, his latest book is Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. And, um, David, you know, with the um, David Horowitz Freedom Center that you are – the founder and president of, and all the different things you do, man, how many years have you been uh, fighting this battle? And, you know, what is it that uh, it's going to take for folks on our side uh, to really get in the game with, I mean, Roe v. Wade was in the seventies, Obama back when he was a state Senator was fighting against helping babies that survive abortion. And now my governor, Ralph Northam doing the same thing that Obama did 15 years ago. It's a, it's a black genocide that they're committed. There are more black babies aborted in New York than are born. It's just, it's frightening. Yeah. My hometown of Richmond, Virginia is the same. That same statistic is true in several other cities in the United States. See, what the left did is it found an institution, the Supreme Court, which is just nine lawyers appointed for life by politicians. And they found a way to, since the the radicals are always a minority, Mm -hmm. but they didn't have to persuade anybody. They didn't have to go through legislators through the legislature and convince them to take prayer out of the schools. All they had to do is get, as it happened that the vote was six to one at the time, uh, a handful of lawyers, uh, and they make it, they overnight change the fundamental law of the land, which is what happened with Roe v. Wade. They invented this phony right to privacy, which does not exist in the Constitution. There's mm-hmm. no constitutional basis for Roe v. Wade. And they changed, and they invaded essentially every community. I remember all through the Bible Belt. Uh, Overnight, told them, you know, their daughters can uh, abort babies uh, at will, and Uh, without, and and the school system can do it without your consent, and even your child can change their gender without your knowledge or consent. Understand that progressives hate people who are religious. Yes. And and you have to understand that you're confronted by this hatred and fight it. Um, but Roe v. Wade is what created the religious right. Until then, um, 
you know, the evangelical community was very skeptical about politics. Hmm. And I understand that. Um, politics is very dirty. Uh, and you, you know, and you really should be focusing on your eternal soul. However, if you don't get involved in politics, they'll wipe your communities out. That's what's happening. They just go in, change the laws, change the morals, mm-hmm. you lose, you know, the younger generations who don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, did you... That's what created the religious right, and that's what's created the political battle we have today. That mm-hmm. is, now, you the say... The moral majority focus on the family, American Family Association, they were all created right after Roe v. Wade. That's mm-hmm. when the Catholics left the Democratic Party over the abortion issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and, it seems and like... that coalition is what elected first Ronald Reagan and now Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. That's the war, and that's what I realized, that we're not just talking about a war on Christians. We're talking about a war on America, mm-hmm. because America was founded by Christians and is been guided by Christian principles mm-hmm. since its creation. Yeah. Now, I was sharing with the audience before you came on a little bit of your background and how you were reared uh, in, in, in a family of uh, communism and atheism and all of this. Now, have yes. you found that as you became a member, a good, solid member of the right, that you lost friends and that, you know... All of them. I lost every friend I ever had. Wow. Um, when I uh, when I when I left the left, which was in my late thirties, I had to form new friendships. Every I didn't have one friend that stayed with me. Wow! Yeah, that's they that's well. They're filled with hate. They don't have anyway. I I want to get to what this is all about, really. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my book. Dark Agenda explains why the left hates religious people. It doesn't make sense at first. Why would you hate somebody um, because they were a believer? You're you're probably safer in their hands unless unless they believe in Allah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a good point. Now, but now we got to take another quick break, David. And I'll get to the theology of this. Okay. All right. All right, folks. If you're just joining us, we have David Horowitz here, the latest book, Dark Agenda. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live with our very special guest, David Horowitz, uh, discussing his latest book, Dark Agenda. And uh, and again, thank you so much, David. Oh, you're quite welcome. Yeah. And uh, I like your little sermon about if you're wicked and you know it, clap your hands. Unfortunately, <laughs> progressives are wicked and they don't know it. Oh, some of them. You know, probably some of them don't know it. And uh, I have a feeling, though, that those at the top, and that leads me right into my next question. You, you're like me. I know Barack Obama because there are certain things about him that from my youth I had in common with him. And there's certain things about him and his upbringing that you had in common, you know? And so you know, you know the man. Okay. Yeah. What I know is that if you're part of a movement that is evil, 
and you realize that it's evil, the first thing you want to do is to warn other people. And Obama has never turned his back on his communist upbringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, to me, is the key. Right. And that's true of Valerie Jarrett and David Axelrod, the, the key people around him. They all came from communist backgrounds mm-hmm. and never left them. Yeah. But uh, here's the thing. The, the reason for the passion that the left has to persecute Christians comes from the fact that it's, that it's a crypto-religion. It all goes back to a, an old Christian heresy. It's called the Pelagian heresy. Pelagius was a monk in the 4th century. And what he believed is that sin is against human nature. So that if you're committing a sin, you're not doing something that's natural to you. And therefore, he believed if Christians would just be true to themselves, to their human nature, um, you could bring about the kingdom of heaven on earth without a, the inter, without a divinity. It wouldn't, wouldn't require a divine grace. Because you would just be, you know, good Christians. What the progressives believe is that if you, they also, they believe human beings are basically, they're good. And it's society that corrupts them. Now, but do, wait, but wait. Go, go ahead. And so I, I if have you're a... politically correct, or if the government can force you to be politically correct, you can create a world of social justice or socialism or communism, which is like the kingdom, in their minds, mm-hmm. the kingdom of heaven. But in fact, good Christians and actually good Jews also know that, you know, in the words of Job, we are born to evil as the sparks fly upward. Mm-hmm. That is, we have in our nature, that, that's what the Garden of Eden tells us, that Adam and Eve wanted to know Good and evil. That's that's eating that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And therefore, it's an endless battle to live a moral life. It, it, sin is quite natural to people. Mm-hmm. You look, and the founders you knew this. Day, you know, little, little kids, I mean, they're very selfish. Yeah. You put, put two one- or two-year-olds in a room and close the door. There'll be screams coming as they fight over toys and everything. <laughs> You're so, right. Now, so you can't redeem the world without a divinity. This is true. Because it'll be wrecked by human beings. This is true. But I, I need to ask you this question, though, because see, our founders knew that they needed to restrain governmental power. Exactly right. Exactly right. Because we're falling. And then on their side, they want unlimited power for the government. But my question for years has been, do they really believe that or do they just tell that to the little people and the little people believe it, the, the little foot soldiers? But like, does George Soros believe that? You know, now, and it's, it's, it's an open question. No, I think they're quite cynical. Um, uh, you know, th- does Comey believe that? Right. Does McCabe? No, they know that they're doing evil stuff. Right. That's yeah. That's my point with them that they they so feed they this to the little communists. Hmm? 
they should be clapping their hands. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. But, they, but the people who follow them, the people, you know, ordinary progressives and Democrats, they don't know what they're doing. So now how do we reach them? See, my thing is that there are some that are reachable and there's some that are not reachable. Correct. And I think that we are we on the conservative, the Christian conservative side, we are inefficient at calling our natural constituency. And so we leaving a whole lot on the table. Correct. So how do we get smarter? Stop being so nice. Oh, thank you. you know, <laughs> do we need to write I, that I in crayon? <laughs> Christians and and conservatives, they don't want to embarrass people who hate them and want to kill them. <laughs> wow. You know, you've got to confront them. And, uh, you know, at the same, it's a, you know, you, you have to hold them up to a moral standard. Look, the Democratic Party lies that it says it's, you know, defending uh, African-Americans. Mm-hmm. The Democratic Party controls every inner city in America of any size, right? Chicago, Detroit, yeah. uh, Baltimore. Washington, D.C., yeah. Baltimore, mm-hmm. St. 100% controlled by the Democratic Party and has been for 50 to 100 years, each of those cities. Yeah. Everything, every atrocity, every injustice, all those killing fields, mm-hmm. uh, all those schools that don't work, and they yet they all the Democrats. Course, now tell all, tell all folks Democrats. how to get your book, David, because we got less than we've got about uh, forty five seconds left. All right, you can get it on Amazon. Dark Agenda: The War to Destroy Christian America. That's where I would go for it. Amazon, or you can, you can go to my website um, at frontpagemagazine.com. Yeah, but go to amazon.com and please buy the book and. Yeah, to a young person after you've read. Yeah, that's right. Buy two and give one to a young person. And and David, you should put a package deal together because your library is so extensive and so. I've written too much. I I wouldn't say you've written too much. I love your writings, and folks, everyone should have the Black Book of the American Left. I am telling you, I've got a website, blackbookoftheamericanleft.com. All right. Dark Agenda up there, too. Thank you so much, David. God bless you, brother. Thank you, Brother Craig. All right. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take another quick break, and we will be right back. Twas grace. 